This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to continue our conversation pertaining to week four of the NFL season is Joe Osborne of Covers.com. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, over your right shoulder, I see a Miami Dolphins helmet. So there it is. Nicely done. Thank you. Indeed. Uh, very good pointing. Indeed. Very good pointing. Yes. So let's start there. Uh, Miami fresh off of scoring 70 points. They are now two and a half point underdogs to the Buffalo Bills. How do you see this game playing out? I'm going to stay away from the spread in this one. Kind of an interesting little nugget, though. This is the smallest home favorite the Bills have been in 22 games. Uh, You have to go Mm. back to a playoff game versus the Ravens a couple Seasons ago, it's a pretty significant drop from their matchups at home versus the Dolphins last season. Of course, they were favored by 14 in the wild card game where Skylar Thompson had to start and seven in a week 15 uh, snowy weather game, you might remember. Miami uh, kept both of those games close within three points. But my best bet on this game, I, I love the over here. It's the highest total of the week at 53 and a half. And you take a look at what these teams have done. Each season, Miami, probably the best offense in the league. Buffalo in the top five. They've combined to score, what is it here, uh, 36 or more points in four of their six games so far this season, each among the top of the league in, uh, obviously, yards per play, third down, red zone touchdown conversion percentage, whatever stat you want to look at. They've both been fantastic. Uh, Neither of these defenses has really been challenged either. Some bright spots on each defense for sure, but you take a look at the Bills. They played the Jets, the Raiders, the Commanders, Dolphins played Broncos, Patriots. When they played a good offense against the uh, Chargers, they got lit up. They allowed 34 points over 400 yards, I think it was. And look at what they did last season. The two games in Buffalo in winter weather conditions. Supposed to be a nice day in Buffalo on Sunday. They combined for 61 points in one game and 65 in the other. The 65 game, it was Mm. Skylar Thompson at quarterback for the Dolphins. So yeah, highest total of the week. I don't think it's high enough. Give me the over on that one. I've got to ask you what happened over the weekend. Cause I, you know, here in Chicago, we're talking a lot about it because the bears get the Broncos and the Broncos are three and a half point road favorites after giving up 70 points uh, to your Dolphins. Sometimes, and I think it's a lesson in handicapping and, and sometimes it's, oh, well, because a result happened, you take a look at things that you weren't taking a look at in the past. 
And I'm wondering if you feel, as someone who follows the Dolphins very closely, if anything that we saw on Sunday with Miami, um, some of the noise, maybe some of the motivation was part of them pouring on 70. Like the Fangio stuff, okay, we all get that. Yeah, there's going to be a little revenge factor. They fired him. They probably should have fired him, to be honest. He's not a good head coach. He's one of the best coordinators of all time. He's awesome. Um, But like some of the other stuff that, I heard more about after the fact was Sean Payton saying two was going to be bench for Teddy Bridgewater when he was a mm. member of the media last year. Yeah. The Broncos never interviewing Mike McDaniel for a job. Did you consider any of that last week? Do you consider stuff like that when it comes to motivation? Um, it's, it's a guessing game when you're doing that. And sometimes it's, it's a little silly. I did joke around last week about the, uh, the Vic Fangio revenge game you know I said don't really consider right. that for your handicap but yeah it's a guessing game but sometimes I, I think uh, this stuff does come to fruition like if you look at the Patriots versus the Jets last week uh, they were going into that game 14 straight wins over the Jets Belichick has connections to the Jets organization so I think it's fair to say that maybe he gets up a little bit more for a game like that as opposed to a game versus the Houston Texans for example so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put too much, uh, incorporate too much of that into your handicapping because ultimately it is guessing, but the Dolphins absolutely had some extra ammunition going into that game. <laughs> Joe, you wrote a cool piece for covers about trends for week four, and yes. I want to look at Thursday night football. The Lions, 10-0 yeah. ATS and their last 10 divisional matchups. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, the Lions have been a uh, a money machine within the NFC North. They've covered in 10 straight games versus uh, NFC North opponents. Now, a lot of those games, they would have been the underdog, of course. Uh, they're probably the class of that division right now. Also on a nice little run against uh, the, the Packers, I believe. Three straight wins against them. Now, they are a short favorite, I believe, in the Thursday night game. And, and I like them. I think that they're the better team. I think Jordan Love has a lot of good glamour stats. Like if you look at uh, touchdown passes, uh, for example. But uh, what he he's barely connecting on fifty percent of his passes here this season. So I think he's going to get continue uh, continue to get exposed as the season goes on. I think the Lions are better on both sides of the the ball there. So as a short favorite, I like them uh, to cover the spread. We've talked a lot about uh, where the concern should be for the Dallas Cowboys uh, offensively. Is this something mm. where, you know, we saw some real concerns in that loss to the Cardinals? Or is it something where they can right the ship relatively quickly? Where are you when it comes to evaluating what the Cowboys can do going forward? And look, they're uh, they're touchdown favored against the Patriots. Well, listen, I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys in a big spot in the playoffs. You can't trust Coach Mike and Dak. And I, you, trust, you trust them in a tight game in the fourth quarter in the playoffs? Absolutely no. not. However, well. uh, the Dallas Cowboys under Mike McCarthy, there's no denying that they've been a great regular season team. So they're going to get their double-digit wins here in the regular season, then probably fall flat in the playoffs. But – One thing I like about Dallas in this matchup, so they've been fantastic at bouncing back after a loss. Uh, The last two seasons, they are 9-1 against the spread Mm -hmm. after a loss. Last season, 5-0 against the spread after a loss. And some really impressive wins in that span as well. They won as a seven-point dog outright week two with Cooper Rush versus the Bengals. 
Uh, they had an 18-point win over Detroit and a 37-point win in Minnesota. You guys recall that one. So they do tend to make adjustments and bounce back pretty good. Uh, is any anyone impressed with anything you've seen from the Patriots at all this season? The defense <laughs> is all right, I guess. But the offense is still a joke. So, yeah, I mean, Dallas, I wouldn't be surprised if they win by double digits versus New England there on Sunday. So we got to we got to go with the Ravens as a dog again. Is that what you're thinking? Hey, th- listen, you know, I come on and I talk about never back a trend blindly. You need more stuff to back it up. Some people like sharp sports betters. They scoff at a lot of these trends. And it's not like I'm out here giving out ridiculous uh, Ravens in primetime games versus non-divisional opponents in dome stadiums. It's nothing. It's, it's tough. <laughs> right. like, hey, a specific situation a very clear situation that a team is in often and uh the baltimore ravens have been fantastic as an underdog they play up to the competition they are on a run right now 19 3 and 1 against the spread in their last 23 games as an underdog uh the browns are a team that has had no consistency whatsoever uh one and seven after a win since the start of last season four of those are on deshaun watson's watch uh, the Browns scored 10, 10, 14, and 22 in those games. Outright losses in all of them. So I think the Ravens outplayed the Colts last week. Just one of those games. Every team's going to have a few of them where you outplay the opponent and you still lose. So I think that they will bounce back uh, and win that one outright. Steelers at Texans is kind of interesting. This spread at three, it's kind of hard to bet against Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, but this Texans team has really impressed me yeah. so far. Any thoughts on this matchup? <laughs> not really. That's a game that I'm going to stay away from. Who knows what you're going to get from these teams? I'm not high on Kenny Pickett. Uh, Steelers uh, promoting Mac Canada. That was kind of unusual. Now, their offense did look a little bit better, I suppose, versus the Raiders, but it is also the Raiders. But yeah, maybe uh, the tide is finally turning in uh, Houston. The never-ending rebuild might be going in the right direction here. Some nice momentum. All the credit in the world for beating up uh, Jacksonville. But uh, mm-hmm. I have my doubts that they can uh, stay consistent and uh, pick up two straight W's here. Saints and Buccaneers is an interesting one to me because for New Orleans, you have quarterback questions. For Tampa Bay, you have Baker Mayfield, and the total is 40 and a half. And maybe there's a compelling argument for this one to go under, especially given that it is a divisional game. What say you? Yeah, one of my favorite totals of the week. That is the lowest total of the week, and I don't think it's low enough. I like the under. I think uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they showed their true colors in week three there versus the Eagles. They only scored 11 points in that game, and I think there's going to be a lot more of that to come for them. Uh, You look at their first two games, uh, they played two of the worst defenses in the league in the Vikings and the Bears. Now, they put up 27 in the Bears game, but you got to take it with a grain of salt at home versus the Bears. They weren't really impressive offensively in that Minnesota game. Uh, Meanwhile, you know, they played twice last season. They combined for 33 points in one game, 30 in the other. Of course, I was in Tom Brady was the quarterback, and just extremely low scoring in Saints games lately. Uh, under 12 of their last 13, nine of those 13 games failed to cross 33 points, and this one's at 40 and a half. So I think a good spot to take the under there. I think it will be a low scoring game. 
All right, look, I, w- I want to circle back to the Dolphins for a minute because yes. they, they are Let's the number it. one story in football. And yes. what, what we were wondering is, because they're favored for like every award, but you can't win every award. What do you think is most likely? What do you see? So you got Mike McDaniel, favorite for coach of the year. You got mm-hmm. Tyreek, the favorite for the offensive player of the year. You've got two of the favorite for the MVP. And now A-Chain is in the conversation for offensive rookie of the year after the game that he had over the weekend. I don't know what his role is going to be. Any, any insight on both what A-Chain is going to be and then which is most likely, coach, MVP, or offensive player? Well, I picked Tua to win MVP at the start of the year, and the offensive line has been providing fantastic protection. The lowest amount of pressure allowed through three games. He's only been sacked once, but obviously, you know, I got to be fair. The injury concerns are there, not just the concussions. He's been beat up in other areas. So, if you know, there's a chance that he will miss time, but uh, if Mike White steps in, he's still going to be able to feed that ball to Tyreek Hill. So uh, I would probably have to go with, if I need to pick one of those, I'd probably go Tyreek Hill to win Offensive Player of the Year. Porn, you porn star Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I heard that. That was a bit of a weird thing for a, a guy to throw out there. Eh? I mean, hey, good, good for him. To each their own. I'm sure a lot of dudes would uh, like to pursue that line of work. So good for him for putting it That's out a there. a bit of a weird thing. <laughs> and a lot. I love it. I was so saying we should have fact, Lisa Ann on. Maybe she can give him some tips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Point him in the right direction. Exactly, exactly. Who do you think has been the best team in the NFC so far? Who has impressed you the most? Oh, San Francisco is just completely destroying everybody. What is it, three straight games now where they've scored mm-hmm. uh, 30 points? They've been fantastic on both sides of the ball. And this is what you're going to get with a fully healthy, for the most part, uh, 49ers team. I know uh, Ayuk missed the last game there. But this is a team that the injury report, when you get towards the end of the season, always has just a, like a lot of names on it, a lot of big-time players too. But they're fully healthy, and they're destroying everybody. Massive favorite over the Cardinals there this week. So it's got to be them. Uh, the Eagles, It's people are kind of knocking the Eagles a little bit. And yeah, maybe some of that criticism is fair, but they're still 3-0. and Something to keep in mind with them is they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinator. So maybe a bit of an adjustment period with some uh, new head coaches with import, or new coaches with important jobs there. But yeah, I'd have to go with San Francisco as the top team in the NFC, no doubt about it. Last question for you, Joe. When it comes to the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Joe Ostrowski and I made the argument that even though they have started out two and one, Anthony Richardson's numbers, his advanced metrics really haven't been there. And maybe it's more important for the Colts to worry about what they have with their rookie quarterback than it is for, say, winning games. I wonder if there is value on them with the worst record, maybe going under the win total. How do you see the Colts season playing out? Well, it depends. I think a lot of that will come down to if they end up winning uh, this Sunday, maybe their view of their season changes and they think, hey, maybe we should take a run at this thing, right? Maybe we're a little (laughs) bit better than we thought. Like, as you guys will recall, they were one of the biggest disappointments in the league last season. Not a lot of people were expecting them to, you know, make a deep playoff run, but uh, Matt Ryan came in and they had some, uh, some bright spots on both sides of the ball and ended up uh, becoming a laughingstock, bringing in Jeff Saturday. But, yeah, I, I actually do like the Rams to bounce back this week and, and beat them 
this weekend. Uh, but I don't think worst team in the league. I think they're a team that will be competitive in a lot of games, but ultimately I don't expect them to finish over 500. Joe Osborne of Covers.com, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys very much for having me. Best of luck with your bets on the weekend. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much. Of course, we had to bring up Tyreek Hill's uh, postseason, post-career. Anybody (laughs) believe that? Did you see Kendra Lust came out and said that she'd like to do an OnlyFans with them? They can make millions? His DMs are lit, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) Now now that's going to get brought up in subtle and not-so-subtle ways. I'm never going to escape it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Kelly Ford prepares us for week five of the college football season. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth.